and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Bonaiuto, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset is a podcast that is unscripted and unedited because I believe that mistakes are not failures, but lessons and our biggest opportunities. The therapist mindset focuses on a holistic approach with evidence-based therapies and a spiritual backbone because I believe that through mindfulness, we can grow and change. So what are we talking about today? All things trauma bond. Yes, I was inspired to have this podcast topic, Trauma Bonds, because I was talking to somebody very near and dear, and she was talking about heartbreak, and heartbreak, man, heartbreak is a kind of grief. Heartbreak is a very difficult grief. A very difficult experience. Everyone has been through heartbreak. So it's a universal experience. But not everyone has experienced a trauma bond. So what is a trauma bond? According to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, trauma bonds are the result of an unhealthy attachment. An unhealthy attachment. So trauma bonds occur in relationships where there's abuse. That could be physical abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse. It could be intimate partner abuse or family abuse. But trauma bonds are the result of an unhealthy attachment. And we all, as humans, form attachments. If we think of us as children, as babies, infants, attachment is a means of survival. We have to form some sort of attachment or bond to a caregiver in order to survive because that is the means of food, clothing, shelter, protection. So when we're in relationships, whether they're intimate partner relationships, family relationships, uh, working relationships with a supervisor or colleague, we form attachments and bonds as a means to survive. So I know what you're saying. Yes, an infant forms a bond to a caregiver as a means to survive. But what about adult intimate partners or even work-related relationships? Well, In intimate partner relationships, 
Although it's not always about survival, we often develop an attachment and a bond in order to get emotional fulfillment from our partner, from the other person. And in work relationships, we may feel as if we're dependent on that relationship, on that bond, sometimes in order to work our way through the company, like get promoted. Or sometimes there's an abuse of power where we feel attachment and a bond is the only way we can survive at work. Meaning, if there's an abuse of power, we would lose the job or be fired or terminated. So let's go back to really focusing on adult relationships and specifically intimate partner relationships and this unhealthy attachment that is a trauma bond. The key word is unhealthy, which leads us to believe that trauma bonds form in unhealthy relationships, abusive relationships. But not all people who experience abuse in their relationships develop a trauma bond. So what are some signs that you might be trauma bonded? You rationalize the abuse. What does that mean? It means making excuses for it, such as, well, he only did this because he's so passionate. Or she's not acting like her usual self. She's under a lot of stress at work. So making excuses and rationalizing abusive behavior. Trying to cover for the abuser or cover up the abuse. Such as, you know, making sure it happens behind closed doors or if someone questions something sweeping it under the rug or lying about it. Oftentimes, it does get more and more difficult to cover it up, and that leads to the likelihood of isolation, avoiding your support system. People tend to lose contact with their friends. They stop going out and socializing. They often begin to withdraw from family. And they become very isolated. So the abusive person is their only support system, their only source of emotional support. Another sign might be that someone becomes defensive or even angry if somebody else, a member of their support system, a friend or a family member, tries to intervene or even stop the abuse. And then this is difficult for people to understand if they've never been in an abusive relationship, but oftentimes the person being abused will be reluctant or even unwilling to leave the relationship because they believe 
they truly feel that they need this relationship to survive. And they've rationalized the abuse so much that it's really difficult. At a certain point, it becomes very difficult to even, you know, people question, well, maybe I'm not being abused, especially in um, circumstances where there is no physical violence, but emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, financial abuse. People can begin to question whether or not it is an abusive relationship. So how do you break the trauma bond? Focus on the present moment. Focus on the here and the now and focus on you. We as human beings tend to romanticize the past. So we want to keep the focus in the present. When we think about the past, we tend to think about it as better than it was. We tend to think about the good times and minimize the bad. If anybody has ever um, recovered from an addiction, even smoking cigarettes, for example, people tend to romanticize the feeling of smoking, how much they enjoyed it. But then they forget all the other things like how bad they smelled or how much they couldn't breathe. So we want to focus on the present moment. What does this relationship look like today? We don't want to reminisce about what it looked or felt like in the past. Focus on the evidence. The abusive person usually is a lot of talk and no action. So they might be saying that they're making changes or they're going to therapy, but you want to focus on the evidence. So you say you're going to therapy. When? When did you go? When are you going? Oftentimes, it's all talk and no action. So focus on the evidence and not on promises that they're making and never follow through with. Start to get really aware of your internal dialogue, of your self-talk. Abusive relationships are so damaging to the spirit. People who experience abusive relationships often also experience symptoms of depression, anxiety, and for some people, post-traumatic stress disorder. So we really have to focus on beefing up our self-esteem, our self-confidence, getting back to who we used to be, who we were before the abusive relationship, getting that sense of self-worth back, getting that sense of self-worth back, and starting with positive self-talk positive affirmations, challenging negative self-talk when you catch yourself, 
is a great starting place. Make sure you're taking time out for yourself for self-care. That could be exercise, healthy eating. That could be spending time with your friends, reading a book, talking on the phone with somebody. Anything that makes you feel good, make time to do it. Fit it into your life, even if it's only 10 minutes or even if it's only once a week. Fit in some sort of self-care. And then therapy. There are therapists trained and qualified to work with people who have experienced abusive relationships, who are skilled in treating trauma and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, and the loss and grief. So trauma bonds and abusive relationships are unique in that the heartache, the breakup is 10 million times heavier with grief and loss. And people who have not been in a relationship that's abusive don't understand this, but a good therapist will. So even though leaving that relationship is healthy, is a good thing, it is still something that people grieve. You're grieving the loss of what you thought, what you hoped that relationship was going to be. And that's grief. That's a loss. So although your friends and family might not understand why you're so impacted, why you're so sad, a good therapist will. And then the National Domestic Violence Hotline, if you need someone to talk to, the number is one 800 799-7233. And I'm going to put that number in the um in the show notes so that people have it. All right, let's see what the cards have to say. Please follow me on TikTok at the Therapist Mindset. If you have any questions or you have a topic that you want me to talk about on this podcast, please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. All right, let's see. Archangels, spirit guides, what does the collective need to know? What does the collective need to know about trauma bonds, relationships, healthy relationships? You want to... steady progress the angels are giving us steady progress steady progress is important because people often get so hard on themselves and they say why am I not over it already why you know why am I still crying we've been broken up for six months or even a year why am I not over it a trauma bond is a chemical bond. You are chemically bonded. Your neurochemistry 
has been conditioned through this roller coaster ride to have these dopamine pushes when this person is nice and loving to you and then a withdrawal, a depletion of dopamine and oxytocin when this person discards you or abandons you or gives you the silent treatment. So your neurochemistry has been through this roller coaster and that is similar to withdrawal and what we know about our brains and addiction is that after somebody ceases the substance or alcohol use, it takes six months to a year for our brain chemistry to get back on track. We call that post-acute withdrawal. So it's not the acute period. It's not the immediate time that the person stops using alcohol or substances where you see the physical symptoms of withdrawal, like perhaps the vomiting, the sweating, the increased blood pressure and heart rate. But the post-acute withdrawal is how long it takes for your neurochemistry, your neurotransmitters to get back on track. And that could take six months to a year. And the symptoms of post-acute withdrawal are different for everybody, but the common symptoms that people most commonly report are sleep disturbance, like difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep, waking up in the middle of the night, sleep disturbance, depression, anxiety, lots of anxiety, intrusive thoughts like thinking about Um, the substance or thinking about the person, the abusive person, racing thoughts, like your mind is going from one to another. Some people have what we call like restless legs where they're fidgety. Um, But most commonly, it's anxiety, depression, intrusive thoughts, like thinking about the abusive person or thinking about the substance, racing thoughts, and problems with your sleep. So be compassionate with yourself, be patient with yourself. You're making steady progress one day at a time and stress management. And that goes back to the self-care and the therapy. You have to manage your stressors and bring in your support system. Ask for help. Let's see what dialectical behavior therapy skill We might need to know today. So let's pick a card from the DBT deck. Let's see. What DBT skill do we need to know today? DBT is Dialectical Behavior Therapy by Marsha Linehan. And it's an evidence-based curriculum. It focuses on mindfulness and behavioral change. All right. So self-soothing. Self-soothing. Self-soothing is one of my favorite DBT skills. Self-soothing focuses on utilizing your senses to ground and calm you. You want to fully engage your body and your senses in order to relax your mind. So self-soothing might be taking a shower or eating something like a piece of fruit or brushing your teeth, but you want to do that 
where you're utilizing what does this look like? All your senses. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? What do I hear? So you want to utilize all of your senses to soothe you. The other dialectical behavior therapy skill that I pulled from the card deck is improve the moment. And I'll read it directly from the deck. When in crisis, you have a choice between sinking into your distress or investing in behaviors that might improve how you feel in spite of everything. Especially during the tough times, strive to improve the moment. So even during the bad days, even during the times when it's tough, we can do a little, one little thing to just improve the moment. For example, you can read a book. You can turn on music that makes you feel good. You can call a friend. Doing those things, they're not going to change the situation, but they might make you feel a little better just for that moment. If you guys have any questions, please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. If you have any topics, I'd be more than happy to get an email with topic suggestions. Please follow me on TikTok, The Therapist Mindset. Till next time, I love you guys.